Welcome to In the Bag. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you, my darlings? Doing good. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on. Yay! Woohoo! We're making it happen. We're making it happen. I know. Okay, you listen. Technology was this good, right? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners out there? Yeah. So, hi guys. My name is Vicky. Um, I go by Versatile Sweetness as my platform name. Um, mm-hmm. I am a fashion designer, a model, and a mentor. Uh, I do quite a lot of things, very versatile, hence the name Versatile Sweetness. And uh, yeah, that's a bit about me. That's amazing. You you are a woman of many hats. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're too many. <laughs> Yeah, I think people don't realize that you have to like wear so much hats, especially when you're an entrepreneur. So yes, especially when you're trying to be creative, because um, the realm it, it changes. You start in fashion, and then people from fashion want you to do design, and then from design you'll go to like content creating, and from content creating to marketing. It's such a versatile world. Like it, it really is amazing. Yeah, I I ne- was never aware of like how much, like especially in fashion, you're gonna have to take on so much roles or how much jobs there is in fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Because yeah. I started. Remember, I started with my clothing line, which was down in my mm-hmm. sort of dims, mm-hmm. um, and that was my jumpers and my t-shirts and my hats, and I kind of ended up going from there to modeling for Mm -hmm. various different people and then from doing modeling to doing a video shoot and and then becoming a content creator for people who need brands and logos so wow yeah it's been happening a lot this year and um and a lot of people have been asking me about advice for their brand and how to restructure it so I kind of came became a consultant as well so it's just like it's it's you just don't know what the world has to offer you, really. It comes mm-hmm. with so much magic. Um, okay. And you just sparkle. You really do. You sparkle with where people need you. And um, then I ended up doing stuff like this. I went on the radio and I've been doing my own little podcast. Yeah. Tell, um, tell us about, okay, first, tell us about your startup. Like, I think, because most of my listeners out there, they either want to get into fashion, um, they either have a startup or they just kind of want to know the background. How did this all start? Like, how did you decide, okay, I'm not going to have the normal structure of a nine to five or or whatever job. And you decide, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. How did that come about? Um, So I was working in a hotel. Um, Mm -hmm. I was a receptionist doing receptionist work. (laughs) Being the person behind the desk and the people that people come to and talk to. And one day I decided that I wanted to go to uni and um, basically my job dropped me and basically said they didn't, oh, wow. have, they didn't have enough people to employ and they wanted to, like full-time workers. And um, at the time I kind of hit rock bottom there. Um, I was doing three jobs at a time. I was working as a nurse in nursery. I was working in a, as a receptionist and, a, and working in hospitality, food. And... Um, I ended up saying to myself, well, I'm doing too much. I'm doing way too much. And this isn't what I love doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And my heart and passion wasn't there. 
I, what I love the most from my job, I think, is the people engagement and hearing what people had to offer and what they wanted to do. So I decided I wanted to start my own company. It's called, it first started as Ingenuous Arts. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I registered my company as Ingenuous Arts LTD. And then um, I ended How, up... How did you go about registering? Tell those out there who might want to know. Did you do the process yourself? Did someone have to help you or did you have to hire anyone? Uh, so I had a friend, a mentor of mine who I was working with in the Green Man Skill Zone. Um, and they've been helping me for centuries, for years. Um, and I went to him with my idea. And basically, we sat down together. We came up with a name. First, it starts with what do you want to be known as? And what do you mm-hmm. want to be recognized for? Um, and obviously, I'm very creative. And ingenuous means like rebelism and like kind of artists and breaking the boundaries and structure. So that's why I came up. And then art is my platform, it's my format. So I said to mm-hmm. myself, I want to be recognized for being a, a, a rebel art, artist, basically. Um, someone that comes out of the boundaries. So I ended up going to company's house, but we went through the formations company and I basically registered my name for, I think it was eight pounds at the time. I don't know how much that is in dollars. Awesome. Yeah, so I trademarked mm-hmm. it quickly. Um, to protect the name so that no one could steal it. And then also, I, the one of the most cheapest ways that I found out as well is getting your name, writing on a piece of paper and send it to yourself in the post and never opening it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Track, and, track and sending it. So there's dated and it's timed. So it's now in a system. So if anyone ever tried to steal my idea or my, um, or my, my name, I could sue them basically for doing that. Um, um, potentially that I don't really want to because that's, that's very cost effective but just on the safe yeah. side that was one of the cheapest and most fastest ways that I ended up registering my name and having myself trademarked and ensuring that I was safe mm-hmm. so that's how I went about it and then um, I re-registered my name again because I kept changing my like, again being versatile you have so many different ideas I just kept changing the names the names the names the names and I've ended up literally changed my names about three times four times um and then I was uncertain I was unsure I was like what do I want to be known for what do I really want to know for so it's important to what I did to mind map yeah mind map and rich literally sit down and find the interlink the interconnection of all the ideas and all the platforms that you have together and find out what is that one thing that glues you and bounds you together and for me that's how I end up finding versatile sweetness because versatile I'm very versatile and that's basically what I wanted to be recognized for for being versatile for being a person that can shift into different dimensions different realms different um, platforms different areas and different sectors so that's basically the name that I finalized becoming and that's the name that I'm set on. And I'm now going to be taking the same process that I took to register Ingenuous Arts because I have to liquidate that company. And liquidation means putting in a form, um, mm-hmm. going to the companies and basically saying to them, I want to dissolve, dissolve the company. And you think it's, you pay £15 over here and you pay that off and then that becomes dissolved. And then you just take the same process that you did to re-register. Wow. You're so knowledgeable in all of this. Was all of this a, lear- a learning process for you? Just yes. Step by step? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I also found out the difference between a sole trader and a limited by guarantee company. Mm-hmm. Um, my first company was listed as an LTD, which is limited by guarantee. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that basically means uh, like a for manufacturing company for a company that's processing a lot of like products and that's for larger companies. So sole trader yeah. for people who basically, for instance, myself, my clothing brand, starting up from home, doing small startups and just want to basically start off somewhere very small. Um, sole, sole trading is the best way to go if you're doing independent work. If you're doing a company, like a massive company, a manufacturing company, it's best to be listed as an LTD and you have to be um, bringing in a certain mm-hmm. amount of income mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. revenue and you have to receipt for that. With a sole trading person, um, you'd have to file, which means basically receipts, um, putting in receipts every year, every annual year, which is basically every April. Um, but you don't have to worry too much about the, the the amount you're bringing in because you're a sole trader. It relies on basically client to client. Whereas um, with a, a, a LTD company, it's more manufacturer to manufacturer, if that makes sense. Yeah, it is. I think in the UK, um, sole sole traders actually have a lot of benefits. Yeah. Um, and it's best for like a lot of people don't realize that it is a good way to start out. If you if you're like you say small or medium size, yeah. Because mm-hmm. if, if sell trading is like, I would say for people that just do like freelance work, that's the way. Because you can also, um, what's it called, get back your revenue every tax every tax year um, mm-hmm. for the receipts for listing your receipts. So anything you pay for as a sole trader, like paint, um, pencils. Um, art and you, you know you might be shipping and all that stuff you can actually list that in your soul trading and get money back from it a lot of people don't really recognize that so it's also good it's very good to be legit because a lot of people are scared to go forward and scared to be legit because they're worried about whether they're going to get their money back but as long as you file and you put that money there and you say you disclose that disclose that money then you should get it back even as an ltd but with an ltd it's not always guaranteed Mm-hmm. Whereas as a sole trader, it's more guaranteed. Yeah. So tell us about a few of your new new projects that you're working on. Like, well, I know you said consultancy, podcast, like, let us know. Like, how did you yep. start from art, fashion, and so on? Okay, so I went to uni. I graduated. I got a degree in design management and cultures. Um, for people that want to know what that is, it's basically everything to do with the creative industry, emotional um, intelligence and um, empathy. Um, basically, I learned the the world, basically how the world is structured from the world of design. And I ended up recreating and rebranding myself um, by doing my podcast because I realised that family and friends kept asking me about how to do this and how to do that and how can I go about doing this? And I found that I was giving out really good advice, even as a mentor. Um, people were coming back to me and saying, do you know what, Vicky, that worked. Um, do you know, like, I really like the, the way that you put this. I find that with uh, with myself, I'm an idea generator. So basically, if you have an idea and you want someone to help you with it or to bring it to life, that's what I'm really good at, bringing your yeah, idea to life. Also called the incubator. So you're an incubator. <laughs> <laughs> I learned about that too. <laughs> so yeah, basically I learned to do that and that's where I started up my podcast so that people can listen to what it is that I'm talking about, really resonate with it. 
um, and then click and find a way to find me because a lot of people were struggling to find me and to find out what I'm about and to see the authenticity about who I am. And about being an artist, it's always about being authentic. You have to have this authentic personality so that people know who you are. It's and very transparency. Important. Yeah, so it's, it's very important. And um, I'm now doing a lot of work with, like, I don't know if you've heard of Tom's For You on Facebook. They've got 700 followers. I'm supposed to be meeting up with them later on. Um, and basically, That's I'm helping. Amazing. Yeah, so they're doing a fashion show sometime next year. So I'll be helping, supporting them with that idea. Um, we went to, what's that, guys? Harry Hill's show the other day. We were extras in that. So um, that was interesting. I got featured last week on Channel 4. Um, Tell us about this. <laughs> so basically, we met a guy through Tom's For You. And he met a guy, so he basically got free tickets. And uh, he was like, do you guys want to come to Harry Hill's comedy, that thing that he has on Channel 4? And we'd be an extra. So actually, we, we were supposed to sit in the crowd, but then they were calling extra people to come out. So we went on stage, we were engaging with people. And it was just amazing. It was one of the most coldest days. I was grumpy at first. I was like, I want to go home. Um, and then I, eventually when I got into it, I was like, wow, like this is amazing. And I'm starting to see what it's like to be in um, the TV sector, where it was like to, to see how they film and how they produce shows. Like things like watching the Martin. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that Martin show back in the days. It's pretty much oh, the, yeah. same, the same structure of how they do the Martin show. It's the same structure how they do the Harry Hill show, which is really interesting. Wow. And, uh, yeah so it was just amazing it was just like it was so funny it was hilarious and then you just hear me you can definitely hear my laugh in the background yeah you have a very distinct <laughs> laugh <laughs> so i was just like going able with that so i'm doing a lot of little side things where people just keep picking up the phone and asking me to do things with them so i'm just literally trying to be open and um that's another thing about being in the in the, in the creative realm Sometimes you may not feel it's not it's right for you, but do it anyway because there's something you're gonna take from it. There's always something mm-hmm. to come from it. Um, since I was with you and I did the, the the shoot, the runway shoot with you guys, um, I had a lot of people reaching out to me as well about the jumping. Oh wow! Yeah. Yes, guys. I'm also going to put a link for Vicky um, for Vicky so that you can get in contact and show you her amazing jumpers. Yeah. So our jumpers are, are being restructured at the moment. So that's still going. Um, obviously, for financial reasons, being inside of a startup, cost, oh my God. No one talks about the cost, especially when you're doing it yourself. Oh, let's man. talk money. Let's talk money, shall we? Let's Listen, talk money. Let's do it. Literally, <laughs> I'm going to lie. I don't even want to say. Don't say. There's one thing I want to say about being in uh, an independent entrepreneur. Do not say the word, I am broke. Stop using that title. Exactly. You are not broke. You're just lacking the idea of where to generate your money. Yeah, because you're splitting your income because you have your business, you have yourself, and then also you might have other things that come about as well. Right. So this is what we need to stop doing as entrepreneurs, telling ourselves we are broke. And it really, words really do have power 
and they really do have meaning. So when I kept going around saying, oh guys, I can't financially cope, I can't financially do this and I can't financially do it, I started feeling like I couldn't financially do it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I stopped saying that, I started and I started to remember why I was doing it for fun. Because remember my brand came about about me being fun and having this this mm-hmm. this idea. And I didn't know yeah. where the money was coming from. It just came. I just it just yeah. do and it comes. Like I always hear people say that and it works. Yeah. It's basically like the law of attraction. Basically, one hundred percent is very real. I'm not gonna lie about that. The income always finds its way to you. You don't have to really look for it. I think it's about positioning yourself in the right realm or the right environment around the right people who know what it's that you want to do. That is the most important thing as an entrepreneur to get yourself involved in. Whether it's going to webinars, seminars, or lectures about how to make money, you're putting yourself in the realm of how to make money. And once you start keep going through those doors and you start building up on it, you will start to realize that people will start naturally coming to you. Because remember, mm-hmm. law of attraction is very real. What exactly. you put out is what comes back. So mm-hmm. um, if you are like literally shifting the dynamics of your money sphere, like like the whole thing, you will actually attract what it is that you need, what it is you that you want. <laughs> 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 literally my best advice to give anybody who's struggling out there is never give up never have doubt and just to shift your your, your focus shift your dynamics shift your environment shift the people that you're around and, and yes literally- if you have naysayers especially with startups you'll have people who say why are you doing this why don't you get a normal job yeah. and me that was always my thing because I came from a business background going mm. into a creative background so everyone was just kind of like oh you should just like get a nine to five and do this and do that and you need to have your core people who are going to be there to support you you're gonna like you said get a mentor get someone to teach you about about finances these are things that when you have a startup they're going to help your growth you really need to keep your circle tight expand and not be afraid to show who you are yep 100% 100% I agree with you there and, and budget <laughs> yeah budget is one key thing if you can go to the supermarket and go to the discount aisle just for a month to save that extra hundred pounds do it please do it <laughs> yeah, yeah please do it if you even have to- with yeah even with your business you have to budget set something every month to say okay I'm only going to spend this 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 if if you're on a tight income in the startup process mm. and i think a lot of people are questioning i know this answer comes up a lot of question comes up and no one really has the answer is where do we get the money in the first place where does it come from a lot of people want to know where it comes from mm-hmm. and it starts off some of us may be on benefits some of us i don't know for how it works in the us but in the uk we have a benefit system so i'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie to you i can be honest i'm on a benefit system and i get probably about yeah. three to four hundred pounds a month and with that that's so I, good alexander mcqueen did the same thing right and it starts off with that investment there because that is an investment to your future the government mm-hmm. is slightly investing in you in some form of aspect 
and it's like you take the 20 pound or that five pound or that 10 pound to put into your art or to your fashion or whatever whether it's buying t-shirts buying four t-shirts so that you can practice working on for 10 pound going to the brixton market or to the voxel market to buy the t-shirt mm-hmm. whether it's going mm-hmm. to to get it getting the utensils and then it's about creating that one piece or that two pieces where you can sell it so for instance if you're an artist like i am i like to draw my thing is i love drawing that's how i end up putting my garments my my designs on garments um i started producing more pictures as many as i could and i started sharing those photos on instagram i started animating them and using the digital started marketing right mm-hmm. And people started reaching out. People started seeing that. So as long as I can continue to create an atmosphere or, or a realm of where I can put my art somewhere or where I can generate something through my little income, the rest of it comes on its own. And it's about going out also, going out into the market. Because, you know, some people pay, literally there's a little tip. Some people on a Sunday don't even have a, a trading license. You didn't hear this really from me, but you heard it from me, Right. And some mm-hmm. people pay the man. <laughs> some people pay the man or pay the guy who's the organizer fifteen pounds for that stall, but they don't have a tri- trading license. And all they have to do is make fifteen pound profit to pay for that stall every week. Do you get it? So you don't wow. have to be there every month or every week. It could be every two months you go out and you generate. But you know there's a way to get out there and to sell there is definitely a way to get out there and talk to people it's about even you know how people stand out on the road flyering yeah and yeah you have flyers. to break out of your comfort zone you have to do it you have to do it if you really want to if this is your dream and this is what you want to do nothing is too what's the word i'm looking for nothing is impulse nothing is negative nothing is is too much for you to do if you're if you're scared to take the risk, then you're limiting yourself. That's mm-hmm. basically what I'm trying to say. So if you've got some form of phobia of people seeing you stand out on the road handing out flyers, and you feel and you're not ready, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you have to be ask yourself: Am I really ready to start up this business? Am I really ready to start this company? Am I going to do what it takes? Sitting because you know you you got to see musicians on the corner; they're busking their way out here to make it a living in the cold in the rain in the summer they're out every season trying to make sure they bust and everybody including disney started in some form of shed started in the gutter before they became 100 percent polished do you get it so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're always going to be in the gutter when you first start there is no way out of the gutter until you start to shift exactly and don't believe the instagram the Instagram dream, like it's it's literally going to start out with you questioning yourself as, is this worth it? And it gets better. You start to see some clarity around the way, but you have to be consistent. There has yeah. to be consistency. Yeah, literally. And don't give up. The, the best advice I can always say to you is the one quote I made up the other day was, we're all rocks, right? And you know, you, you have to throw your rock out onto the river and skip as far as you can until mm-hmm. that drop, until it drops down. When the when the rock drops into the water, throw another one, okay? Exactly. <laughs> throw another one. And That's actually throwing. really good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so keep that in mind. I tell everybody, you're a rock, 
remember everybody is a stone everyone's different shapes and different sizes everybody skips differently over the river everyone falls flat at some point but the trick mm-hmm. of the matter is if you love the skimming process you're gonna want to throw another rock you want to go again mm-hmm. so, so skim wh- what would you, you like yeah what would you like to leave our listeners with um I want to leave you guys with love thyself love 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 is the most important key to business love is the most important key to self love is the most important key to growth love what you do love who you are and love what you accomplish even if it doesn't seem like a much mm-hmm. and where can they find you um, I'm on Instagram so my name on Instagram is I am underscore because underscore I am um, I'm on this podcast as Victoria to sweetness um, I'm also on Facebook you can capture me at Vixie Baker Freddy um, and just reach out I'm, I'm about you see me around but hit me oh. up maybe on Instagram or tweet me <laughs> at sweetest love yes well, thank you for coming on and sharing your light. And we wish you so much more success. Thank you, Anya. Love you too, boo. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> See you later.